Geeks and Creators podcast. I am Dana Anderson. And I'm Kate. We are sisters venturing on a journey to share our ups and downs in this thing we call life and how we navigate those highs and lows. Each week, we will share interviews and practical tools for getting through the craters of our lives while still striving for or working towards the peaks. Hey everyone, it's Kate here with Dana, and we're just going to be doing a little casual podcast about our pets and how they help our self-care. Hello. (laughs) We figured we'd do a more, a little bit of a lighthearted episode since some of our previous episodes were a little heavy so we wanted to have a fun topic and we are both crazy pet owners as you will discover and um, they our pets have played a major role in our self-care and so we wanted to just kind of touch on that topic and tell fun stories about our crazy pets and how they've helped us yeah that's true so starting out we'll probably just talk about the current pets that we have and Dana you are a crazy cat lady (laughs) (laughs) yes I am so I have four felines (laughs) none of them were really like intended to be my pet just happened upon me I guess my two older cats that are about we got them around the same time they're about 10 years old now um they were supposed to be my brother's cats but he was in an apartment where he was not supposed to have them and so then he pawned them off on me which was supposed to be temporary and they are now mine 10 years later and then um my younger cats who are sisters uh they were um if you've listened to my first episode you know that when I was pregnant with my older son I was staying with my parents and it was winter in the middle of nowhere North Dakota so freezing and on a farm and their cat had continued to let a bunch of lady friends over and kept having litters in our barn and so we were trying to find homes for this latest litter of kittens and um we were able to find homes for all of the males there was like five in that litter but we could not find homes for the two females in the litter and it was getting colder out as winter approached and so we let them inside and I was pregnant and I got attached to them (laughs) My older cats didn't like them. My significant other was not keen on it. And I finally, <laughs> after a while, like it played on my emotions because I'm like, they're sisters and they have a bond and I can't separate them. <laughs> and they are now ours. And Aaron knew he was doomed <laughs> to now have four cats. And he's always wanted a dog, which I like dogs too. I'm a certified dog trainer. I'm a certified dog trainer with four cats. Go figure. But I always, I always tease him that the four cats equal one dog which is they are pretty hilarious cats (laughs) they are they all have their different personalities i have one male joker and he is a tuxedo cat he's like the grumpy old man cat (laughs) he hates he hates caitlin he hates caitlin's cat 
Oh, they hate each other. Feeling is mutual. Yes. Yeah. They Caitlin also has a tuxedo cat that at one point at one point Caitlin was parents' place too at the same time as me. I can't remember what mm-hmm. was pregnant with Creasy. I think so, because I think I was back for just like a college summer break. Yeah, I think it was before he was born. I can't really remember, but he and so all of us were living at my parents' house. My parents have big house and we had my cats were upstairs they could only be upstairs and then we had doors separating our parents have two stairways um on each side of the house and so we had a block off doorways so my cats were upstairs caitlin's cat was downstairs and then we had an outdoor cat that also like also hated yeah also hated so my cat is a bit rude yeah she's a little um aggressive yeah she really <laughs> in a really creepy way she really hates her own kind but we often we'd start the morning because one of the doors that would be like just a makeshift door and it didn't really close all the way and our tuxedo cats would every morning at like five in the morning would greet each other and like try to paw each other through the door and like be all tough and <laughs> yeah make noises and they had disagreements over who wore the tux. Yes. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, I have that tuxedo cat. And then the other cat that's 10, her name is D, or that cat, the tuxedo is Joker. And then I have a cat named D. We call her D-Ski. Um, she's, I don't even know what you call her. It's just like a gray tabby cat that's striped gray. She's the smart, wise one. Um, before having kids, she is the cat that would like sleep with me under the covers. So she's not about little humans and that they have taken over her place. She waits for them to nap and then she comes out and sits on my lap. But she's definitely the cat that can sense like when I'm stressed or something and she'll come sit with me. Um, she's very quiet. And then um, my two younger ones. <laughs> so my two younger ones. <laughs> so they're the, they're the pawns they're um offspring of my parents old bar- barn cat who's now passed and he was like a three-legged barn cat. he was a brawler yeah he was pretty gnarly like he would jump up and like take birds out of the air and like and, with three yeah legs. with three legs and he was crazy so they have a little bit of that in them they they still have a little bit of that in them and uh, when we moved, we had so we moved with our four month old and all four cats. And like I said, at the, initially, my older cats, Joker and D, did not really care for the younger two. And so it took them a while to like kind of accept that they were going to be part of the gang. And um, so I have a tortoise shell, Tori, and then I her. Macy who is gray with white paws and a white chest and Macy is the cat that is like into everything <laughs> everything she's obnoxious mm-hmm. her sister Tori is like twice her size and it's kind of hilarious and she's just this roly-poly like really quirky <laughs> she loves the scent of human <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, the last time, one of the last times Caitlin stayed at my place, she, the whole time, like, when Caitlin was sleeping, she, like, caressed her feet, and she, she even tried to, like, sleep inside of Caitlin's shirt while Caitlin was wearing her shirt. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she likes to force affection. She has no qualms about being clingy. No. She's kind of a scaredy cat, too, though. She will... Like, I don't know. She's, mm-hmm. she's weird. She just has... She hides when I come over, yeah. but when I'm sleeping, she's all about yeah. it. And then my cat, Macy, loves Joker. Like, <laughs> Joker and hates it. Like, every time he... She, she will try to cuddle up with him when he's sleeping, and he, like, will make, like, angry noises, like, Aw. And she, she takes that as, like, affection. Like, she... <laughs> it up. And like every time he comes out to eat out of the food dish, she's right there bugging him, <laughs> nuts. But they definitely, I would say, you know, I'm one of those, and both Caitlin and I are those pet owners that it's like a lifelong commitment. Yeah, they are. Um, again, referring referring back to my first episode, if you listen to it, you'll hear my whole backstory and journey but they're part of the reason we kind of ended up living in a Morton building for a period of time because <laughs> we couldn't really find rentals that would allow four cats but it wasn't an option to yeah. get rid of them and for me it's because they got me through like some really hard times and and that's just how I am and who I am as a person like I don't see animals as being disposable like my, mm-hmm. my family so yeah that's a little bit about my cat can can tell you some about her current pet. I think that's a good segue into Maggie for sure yeah. <laughs> a lifelong commitment <laughs> um, I don't even remember how old I was when she scraggled her way out of the woods <laughs> and tricked her way into our home but she she came along with another cat and we just assumed they were barn cats from someone else just you know barn, barn cat problems living in rural areas you'll understand yeah but um, she was very shy at first and, like, wouldn't let us even touch her or, like, be anywhere near her. So one day I was just sitting in the yard with my back to the woods, as Dana taught me, <laughs> to get scared cats to come to me. And she just ran up behind me and laid in my lap. And ever since that day, I was her human. <laughs> I had to be, like, nine or ten. Yeah. So I didn't really know what I was getting into with this little quirker at the, <laughs> at the time. But... She's put. She's given me a, a lot of entertainment over the years, yeah. and she's sure given me a lot of love. But we like to say that there's multiple, multiples of her in there because she, she has enough personality to make up for only having one cat. Yeah, it's <laughs> all sorts of different demonic. Yes, our. She's a senior cat now, but she really doesn't act any differently than she always has she's so demanding of both food and attention hates other cats loves dogs after she gets to know them mm-hmm. we'll, we'll segue into that later don't worry yeah, yeah. Um, and she's just weird weird is the best way to describe her like she'll get into the weirdest predicaments like she gets stuck in our closet all the time and we don't know how because there's nothing in there to get stuck in 
and she finds a way and she she knows how to get into all of our cupboards and she'll open them and we've even put like baby locks on them no she still opens it but then she can't get out (laughs) so we'll be at 3 a.m my boyfriend and I will be searching through the whole house just hearing and like just trying to find which cupboard she's in and then she's in there with our dishes just sitting inside Tupperware like what why did it take you so long to find me she really is one of the strangest cats she she also drools which Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't do that so much anymore because she has less teeth. But... Oh, she has she has no like she's one of those cats that doesn't understand personal space when you're sleeping. Like she will sleep on your face. Oh my god, no! And if you move her away from away from your face, you're going to hear about it until she gets right back into her spot on your face. Yeah. You just have to accept the fact that the cat is going to make you not breathe all night. Yeah. She's a peculiar one. She... She's been through so many changes in her life. And she's, you know, we grew up on a farm in North Dakota. And then I moved her to Chicago with me. And now she lives in Eugene, Oregon with me. And all those huge changes. She didn't care. Didn't give a care. She made different scenery, totally different homes, totally okay. But oh my god, if we move a piece of furniture an <laughs> inch, her whole day is just ruined. It is awful. <laughs> I do the laundry, and she can't lay on the dirty clothes anymore. Oh my god! Oh, it's the worst day in her whole life. That's funny. I've actually watched like episodes of um, my cat on Animal Planet. Try to curb some of my cat's annoying behaviors, and he was talking about that. Like some cats, reasons why they mark is because they he said that they will like plan out their day. Yeah, she definitely has her little plans. Yeah, like they know where they're gonna take their next little nap or whatever. And some cats are really particular about that. If you change up their environment, like they just can't handle it. Like gives them anxiety. Yeah. And that gives me to also growing up in our parents' place, Maggie had a best friend named Max, who was our dog. Mm-hmm. He was a golden retriever, and he was amazing, but also such a little farty guy. <laughs> so smelly. Farted all the time, and she loved it. They would play together. They cuddled together. And then when he passed away, she kind of lost all of the animal friends she had since she hated all the cats. Yeah. And my parents weren't going to get another dog, so she didn't have any friends. And then when we moved to Chicago and I was finally able to adopt a dog, she gained her little sister, Emmy. But at first, she was not such a fan. She thought it was annoying and rude (laughs) that we would just bring in another creature into her home without her permission. (laughs) So the first time she met Emmy, the... um, place we adopted her from players for pits does like home visits first just to kind of see how everything goes before just thrusting a new dog into your home in your life and so you can have meet and greets with your animals <laughs> and she didn't notice her for a good like 20 minutes she was just sitting in my lap and emmy was sitting on the ground like desperately trying to crawl her way to maggie because she loves cats my dog loves them so much and they do not return <laughs> the level of affection she has for them. And Emmy or Maggie turned around, saw that a dog was in there and went and jumped up and ran 
out of the room and hid under the bed and was pissed for the whole rest of the day. And then as soon as Emmy left, she was fine. And so then when we brought Emmy home, she was fine with it. She was like, whatever, this creature leaves after a day anyways. I can just be up high and it's fine. And then she didn't leave. <laughs> and, and Maggie was so pissed that she peed on Emmy's bed. <laughs> and Emmy just accepted it and laid on the floor next to her bed and was like, okay, sister, it's yours. It's okay. <laughs> but now they love each other and they're always cuddling and playing. And Maggie tries to get Emmy into trouble. She'll like knock the trash can over and like push things towards Emmy, even though Emmy would never. <laughs> Emmy is so sweet. Yes, she's my dog Emmy now is rolling on her back and showing me her belly and wiggling her butt as I talk about her. She's like, truth, truth. I'm serious. And another thing Emmy does, she's not a trained therapy dog, but when I do a panic attack, she she like lifts my head as if she is one so I breathe properly. But she doesn't have the training to know whether I'm having a panic attack or whether I'm just trying to do a down dog in yoga. <laughs> I'm trying to do an at-home sequence. She comes and knocks me over if my if she can't see my face. She tries to lift my head up. If I'm wearing hats and I look down, she tries to take them off so then she can see my face. <laughs> yeah, you just want mom to be visible at all times. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, my um my cat from childhood. <laughs> Oh, gypsy girl. Gypsy. I, my mom got, my parents got her for me when I was three because I was a very stubborn little child and I didn't want to stop pooping and peeing in my diapers. And <laughs> um, they thought that, they finally caved and thought that bribing me with a cat would work, which I think it kind of ascent, uh, eventually did. But my mom didn't know much about cats and she wasn't really necessarily like a cat person. And she thought that they would, like, they didn't live that long. Or, (laughs) well, much to her disliking, um, she, uh, my cat Gypsy lives. So I had her from when I was three, and she passed away when I was like 20, almost 21. Um, Well, no, I can't remember. I think you were a little older than that. I was older older than that because Gypsy was almost 20, or she was right around 20. Yeah, so I must have been about 23. Um, but yeah, she she was also a try um, a tortoiseshell. And she was one of those like independent cats that didn't like she only wanted to be pet and have affection when she wanted it. And if she didn't want it, like she let you know. Yeah. And she knew exactly who she wanted it from. Yes. And she always wanted it from the people who didn't necessarily want to give. Uh, loved my mom. She loved her older brother Josh. She didn't love me, and she was my cat. <laughs> She'd bite you all. The time. Yeah, she would bite me, and you know, probably because I had her from the time I was young, you know, and I probably pulled her tail and stuff a few times. But <laughs> beside the point. But it, we had like a love hate because she would play with me sometimes, but it was like only secretively, like upstairs, and other people didn't ever believe me. She was ever playful with me because she wouldn't do it like in front of other people really. Um, but she would, if I'd go up the stairs sometimes and she heard me coming, she would like run and jump on my parents' bed. And then like, I would run in my room and then she'd run and like stand by the door and I would chase her and she'd go back on the bed and she'd do stuff like that. But 
she was a very protective cat too. Like we had a few times where we um, had electrical fires in our house and she woke my parents up. And there was times where my younger brother, Ryan, like when he was younger, he fell out of his bed and she went and woke my parents up. She was a very intelligent cat. Um, yeah, she was. And But she didn't really like like other people coming to our house either. She would she would hiss and she would hiss at babysitters. She didn't trust like other people around her humans and uh she was she was the type of cat that like oh you know from an outsider's view like a lot of family members extended family members didn't understand why we kept her but yeah she was she only hated them not us yeah exactly <laughs> they were outsiders and we were not and yeah. she was she was a fierce fierce little thing but uh, she, but I think, you know, it was very, um, I think it's very good for kids to be able to have a pet to grow up with. And it was yeah. really nice for me to like, I used to always tell our, uh, tell Caitlin and my younger brother, Ryan, if they were annoying me, I would tell them I've, I've had gypsy longer than you. <laughs> she sure would. <laughs> yeah, because she was older than them, which was crazy. You know, I mean, I really like grew up with her. I had her from the time I was three until like 23. And so she, you know, was through with me through like um, most of my younger years, well, all of my younger years of life that I remembered. And so, um, you know, having like a pet that you can sit and like talk to her, but just like have them there and have their presence and stuff I think can be very nurturing for kids growing up. Yeah. And each of us kind of had our own pets. Like our older brother had a dog um, named Shadow, and she was a really good dog. Um, yeah. And then Ryan. Ryan had Max. Yeah, the funny dog was <laughs> Ryan's. Caitlin. I had a few. <laughs> I had really bad luck when I was younger with. Yeah, a lot of her pets stuck around. A lot of her pets kind of died off. Or it wasn't. I didn't pet cemetery them. I promise. Yeah, I, I had bad luck. <laughs> yeah, some of them were like fish and like birds and yeah, more fragile things. Yeah, she so is. I still have her. She's she doesn't come with me to apartments because she is a giant horse and. I don't think that they would really allow me to have her in here. And I don't think we'd have space for her here. No, <laughs> she does. She's happy with her little pack at home. Yeah. She's queen of that pack. Yes, she is a big horse. She's a big old softy, though. Yeah. She's very gentle. She can always tell whenever anyone's having a bad day. If they walk by the fence line, she'll come over and put her big old head on your shoulder and let you have a nice little horse hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll be a little too heavy sometimes, so she doesn't know how huge her head is. She's sweet. She also, when she escapes, when she <laughs> when she escapes, she tries to play tag. Yeah, she'll chase you, and it it is it is hilarious if you're not being chased. But... Yeah, and I know enough about like horse behavioral cues I can see she's not she's genuinely playing but she doesn't understand that I'm a fragile little human (laughs) yeah it's entertaining I'm just thinking of a time when our older brother Josh and Caitlin 
we're trying to the horses got out and our parents live out in the country and so our horses got out and they were trying to lead them back and get them back in the fence and she said just wanted to play and yeah. and josh were trying to get her to come back in the fence and she was just like running around frolicking and like, around in the dirt yeah, and she would come, like, run by them, like, really close by them, really fast. And so they would go, like, run and, like, dive in one of our cars. And then they'd try to get out again. And I was in the house, like, watching this and laughing, but also, like, <laughs> hoping, you know, that nobody would get hurt. But because uh, she has a, a big horse. She's, what is she, an American quarter horse? A quarter horse, yeah. She's a big old lady. She's, uh, she's big for a quarter horse too. Yeah, but oh gosh. She's speaking of stories that are funny when you witness it on others and not funny when it's to yourself, Jerry, my boyfriend, and I have discovered um, Emmy's version of a New Year's tradition. I'm not even sure if I've told you this yet, Dana. <laughs> Here we'll die. So last year for New Year's, we'd only had her about a little less than a month and right around new year's she decided it was great fun to hump my leg <laughs> she was so intense about it for one whole day and she was really hyper and really high energy that day so i just assumed it was something like that she's not the type of dog to want to like dominate people she's very chill for the most part she just was like furiously humping me one day <laughs> i was not happy about it and then never again until this year Right after New Year's, she decided that Jerry's legs were so irresistible and just was furiously humping them for like two days straight. We asked in the adopter group for advice and immediately she stopped and she has not humped since. So she just, the New Year's just gets her going. It is her time to shine. She's excited for the New Year. <laughs> Next victim. And if you knew Emmy, that's hilarious because she is quite lazy in general and very chill. Yeah. She sleeps all the time. She her like she gets zoomies, but like once a day for like two minutes and then she's pretty good if she has her walks that day. Yeah. She's definitely like a nurse dog because when I've been around and if like my baby cries when yeah. my youngest was littler, she would like look at us like there's something Get the baby. <laughs> Some of my cats will do that too. Like Dee will come and like she she's gotten more brave around them now, and she will come and kind of try to check out like what they need or what they want. And Tori, my roly poly, <laughs> my tortoise shell, who's sitting by me right now on the couch, um, she likes she likes story time about herself. <laughs> she um, she used to go in the crib with. Um, Sullivan when he was napping and, mm. and lay by him. Yeah, and she still, like, she still seems to kind of like to buddy up with him. It's funny how they kind of, like, pick their human. Yeah. Because we have, for me, in our family, we have four cats and there's four of us. It's Aaron and myself and our two sons. And each of us kind of have a cat. Like, Dee is definitely more my cat. Yeah. And Joker is Aaron's. Tortellini. Tortor. Tortellini you she likes our youngest son Sullivan and then are my crazy toddler Creasy and Macy are thick as thieves most days of course the little he will, yeah, 
they are definitely the shysters and like it's funny because macy will like kind of stay in the same room as creasy's in and she always kind of wants to see what he's up to and she like wants to participate in all of his shenanigans and creasy likewise is like very amused if he's bored he'll like go find her try to like get her wound up so she'll run around the house and they'll chase each other (laughs) completely us and mayhem but they love it yes right tori yeah i um like i said i am a certified dog trainer and when i was doing that certification i got to go and get some training done by um an organization that trains service dogs Mm -hmm. that was really cool like to see how they um respond to well they, they train them for like two years before they place them with their um person mm-hmm. and it's just all the things that they can do like sensing seizures and opening doors and like all that kind of stuff like animals are really therapeutic like I'm the type of person yeah. where I don't understand people who don't like animals like it's I not don't feel but, like a place I, is a home without a pet yeah like I don't think I've ever really had that really i think only when i lived in the dorms for college and that was so weird i'd facetime our parents all the time and maggie would be she would run and sit on mom's lap and like try and knock the phone out of her hand and like just have a private facetime with just me and her and she'd Mm -hmm. her and then when i'd come home from college she would sprint down the stairs and like jump and leap into the air and just pray that i caught her and she would just purr so loud and then when I would mm-hmm. leave, she wouldn't eat for, like, days. And this would be so sad and depressed. It broke my heart. She does purr really loud. She also is obsessed with mom. Oh, my God. So obsessed. It's just hilarious. My mom is, like, she's not, like, mean to animals by any means. But she's, like, she doesn't want them all up in her business. And mm-hmm. all of my pets always want to be all up in my mom's business. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Maybe it's, like obsessed if my mom calls me on the phone she's searching the apartment trying to find her when my mom visits and she immediately is on my mom's lap like zoomed right in and and the only person that she listens to when her name is called is my mom yeah so annoying (laughs) she definitely has that aura about her yes they can it's like you you will love me yeah when we first moved to our house here too when we finally got into our house i'm petting macy she's napping sorry um we have a patio door like a double wide screen <laughs> door in the back and for a while like the first month that we were here we were wondering if the people that lived here before like just left their cat here because we kept having this like same cat just sit out on our back deck and like stare in at us like it was their home or something and like what were we doing here and I've since discovered it belongs to a house down the way and they just let the cat in and out or whatever but I suppose you know cats are really keen on scent and it probably with us having four cats like could scent 
whatever so it would sit here and like my cats would stare out at it and they so all of the neighborhood cats like hang out in our backyard and kind of come by and like it's it's funny because when we were at my parents place like I said like my cats did not like Caitlin's cat Maggie (laughs) but now they're kind of used to seeing other cats and they used to feel like more threatened by it but now when they see a cat out in the back deck they're like oh like they, it's kind of like entertaining. They just watch. To be fair but, to your cats, they were okay with Maggie until she tried to murder them. <laughs> that is true. She we, she did. We weren't. See, both Anne and I are good about introducing our pets to new animals. Like we don't just thrust them in. So we did do a slow, structured introduction, and then they were laying together and they were just fine so we took a few steps back and they were purring and everything was great I turned my head and turned my head back and Maggie had gone for Joker's throat (laughs) like she does this weird thing where she like lulls her prey into like complacency and then she tries to kill them yeah one Joker's just this lazy chunky old man cat he didn't really even try to get away he was just like he stopped (laughs) it Yeah, he was just so sad, and he just, like, he had no idea what was going on. My female cat, Dee, on the other hand, was, like, I I thought... Her brother. Yeah, she, but she also, like, I was, like, stroking out almost because she was just so, like, overwhelmed. Yes. So we decided separation was the best policy. It was, it was pure mayhem. Our dad loved it. He would like to have us all back home. Oh, yes. He wants all, all four of the children with all of our pets to move in. Can you imagine <laughs> no. the amount of doors they would need? Because my dog is not okay with other dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Cats. No. Yeah. Of chaos. I think they'd just give us the house and leave. <laughs> you all figure it out. It would be complete insanity. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about too, aside from just telling funny stories about our pets, which there's endless supplies of those. Um, but some of the things that I've done since I can't have a dog or I couldn't really have a dog when I was living in an apartment when I was going to college. And then um, since I've moved and had kids and stuff, I I want a dog, but I also want my son to be fully potty trained because I want <laughs> I don't want to add another thing that I have to clean poop up after. Yeah. But um, but uh, some of the things that I've done though to like fill that void and to because I do find pets to be like very therapeutic is I've volunteered time at shelters like walking their dogs. Mm-hmm. I've also as a trainer um, helping train like basic commands. And then um, I also have did Rover, so like dog sitting for people. And that's really nice because then you get to be around a variety of dogs and you kind of get that fix. And, you know, it's good for them and good for you. And it's a nice outlet. And even for for me, when I've had my pets, I still like to go into shelters or different rescues and just like volunteer to even like hang out with cats or like walk dogs or help in any way because I just I hate having 
animals out there not knowing that they're like loved and like cared for and it's it's therapeutic to both give that love to something else but they like they give it back so much more than you could ever give yeah I worked at a vet clinic all throughout high school and um I would clean the kennels on the weekends and I would um see so like the one weekend I'd come in and there'd be a bunch of new strays that they had just brought in and cats in particular seemed to be like way more mm-hmm. aggressive strays and scared and it was so crazy because like by the following weekend when I'd come in again so that first weekend when they'd come in like all I'd be able to do is to just like barely open the cage and put food like fresh food and water in there you couldn't really even like clean out their cage Mm -hmm. because you couldn't handle them but then the next weekend that I would come in like that same cat would be like purring and like waiting for you know like a totally different cat and I think a lot of times cats get like a bad rap for being you know a certain way or whatever but it's their defense mechanism like they're scared you know and like how much bigger we are than them and for us to approach them, you know, they don't know what your intent is. Mm-hmm. And for those of us that have worked around them and like know how to deal with that situation, like a lot of people would think those cats would just be, you know, they're far gone. You can't help them. But, you know, it takes some patience and stuff. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, you can't look them in the eye and like be threatening and like you just have to give them time to trust you. And, but it was it was crazy. Like really, in a week's time, they would learn that mm-hmm. they were just there to like be taken care of. That's how fast they open up. Or that rescue mm-hmm. Emmy's from is foster based, so right away they go into like a home setting, and just the pictures difference from being in the shelter with like the loud noises and in the kennels mm-hmm. and all of that stuff to them their first night in their homes. It's always, like, night and day already, night one. Just the difference that a positive human interaction can make. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I definitely want to foster at some point. That is... Yeah. I would but I think maybe when my kids are a little bit older and can understand, because I think that would maybe be hard on them. Yeah. I, don't, I can't really explain it to them that we might not, like, keep... The dog. I, I don't know. I guess if I told them that we were just watching them, but I, that is something that I would like to do. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any other stories offhand. We kind of just wanted to do a fun episode that was lighthearted and off the cuff, and pets are something that are have been a big part of both of our lives, mm-hmm. and the way that we practice self care. And that they really, like, it's a mutual thing that we are able to give to them. It gives you, like, a sense of responsibility, too. Yeah. You know, not just, like, having a pet to sit and, like, play with or whatever. But it gives you something to get up for and take care of. And um, But they also have a lot to give, too. Exactly. So if you haven't had a pet before, we would encourage you to maybe explore that option or route if yeah if you have the means to take care of an animal go for it yeah and it doesn't have to be just a cat or a dog yeah Tori agrees (laughs) 
Um, so I think that's it for this episode. Um, we will be having some interviews coming up soon. I think we're going to interview our mom here and we'll have um, other topics that we address, but it's all kind of focused on um, the highs and lows of life and how we get through them. And so one of the ways is with all of our furry friends. So that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.